0: Welcome to the Off the Fritz podcast, honest conversations that explore life with intention.
1: Our podcast is a collection of honest stories and conversations with people who have learned and are continuing to learn to live with direction and intention, even when life gets crazy.
0: Our hope is that this podcast will inspire you and provide you the tools to start living with more intention and a sense of possibility and purpose. Hey everybody, welcome to a conversation that we had with a great guy, Alan Toscano, I think. Toscano. uh, Sorry, Alan. Yeah, (laughs) sorry if it's pronounced wrong. Tuscano, Tuscano, Alan, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Alan was a great guy. Um, Really, really nice guy, really fun to talk with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting guy. Um, Who is Alan?
1: Alan is the guy behind Dream Big Live Tiny on Instagram. He has a large Instagram following and honestly, Alan has been to the nicest tiny homes, tree houses, cabins and spaces all over the world. I live a little vicariously through his ability (laughs) to travel so free um, and just to go to the places that he goes and sees what he sees. Um, He is just awesome at his film and photography skills and just the way that he is showcasing the diversity within the tiny home movement.
0: Well, was, there's was an interesting part in the conversation. We kind of discussed the mm-hmm. growth of the tiny home movement and how it's not this single path to growth and how, you know, there's value in the way that he's approaching this. And, and there's, some, there's some really neat points. He's just a well thought out guy mm-hmm. and just uh, a really nice guy yeah. as well. So
1: He just really shared his dreams and his hopes and his aspirations of mm-hmm. where he's going on in life. And we are huge cheerleaders of Alan and I hope you really, uh, you know, enjoy this conversation and, and deep dive into who's behind Dream Big Live Tiny.
0: Enjoy guys. Alan, hey, really nice to meet you, man. Thanks for doing this with us. Um, yeah, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you ta- chatting
2: with us.
1: Yeah, thank you Alan, guys where so much joining us from today.
2: So I'm in Austin, Texas. So this is where I live full time. So usually when I'm not out <laughs> shooting houses or doing some other work, I'm usually here in in Austin.
0: That's awesome. Um, and you
1: live in a tiny house, right?
2: I do. Yeah, I do. I've I've been living in my tiny house now. Almost two years, actually, to the day. I think it was like October of 2019, mid-October. So I I just I was looking at the calendar. The time the time has flown, but a good portion of that has been today. Today,
0: compared to how when you first moved in, two years later.
2: That's a great question. I think. Initially, I was just really excited about everything, and nothing seemed like a problem. It was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll work with... So I don't, I don't know if you guys even know this side of the story, but I purchased this tiny home used in 2019, and so this tiny house had been lived in prior by an architect, and she designed it herself, and her father's a contractor, so he helped her build it, and basically completely custom-designed to her needs, and... Mm she lived in it for almost 2 years and then basically put it up for sale she wanted to try van life and just move on to the next adventure and so i reached out to her at that point i had been considering doing either a custom build or maybe even trying a diy build though i wasn't i wasn't too uh, enthusiastic about that idea but it was it was still on the table and then this whole used tiny house marketplace Um, I can't exactly I don't remember exactly which website or um, how I found it, but I got in contact with with this woman and she, you know, was was ready to move on to the next adventure. And I I really wasn't sure, like what to think about it. You know, this is a house built for someone else's needs. Is it going to work for me? Uh, but I went to, I drove all the way to Kansas to go look at it and I wow. brought my dad with me and I brought my mom with me and they're like, Hey, we'll, we'll just come along for the adventure. Like if anything, it's, it's a great road trip. <laughs> we'll come back right. and, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. And I, I fell in love with the house when I saw it. And obviously it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't you know built for my needs, but there was something about just like taking something that you know was already built and was going to be you know moved on from and i said hey, i think i can make this work and so what i ended up doing is i i bought it but i made quite a few changes to it i painted everything the interior exterior um, added a few things that that i needed and and here we are two years later and, and it it's really it's really been nice and of course it's it's not perfect it's, you know, something that was originally built for someone else, but I've grown to really, really love this space. And I've spent so much time in it the last year and a half, you know, with the pandemic and everything. So right. yeah, yeah, I really love it. Yeah.
0: So knowing what you know now about mm-hmm. what's perfect and what's not perfect, if you were to go to the drawing board with someone, like if you and I sat down, yeah, do you believe that the perfect tiny house for you exists like, or not exists, but do you believe it could, exi- it could exist?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. There's obviously a a lot of things I would change about this design. One thing that, and and my girlfriend, she'll attest to this as well, because she comes over every now and then, um, is I I wish I had a fixed dining setup or at least something that was a lot easier to, Mm. to set up. So I'm right now I have this like, um, basically like folding table that I store under my couch and it it works, you know, it was, it was kind of like a quick fix that I, that I purchased like two years ago when I was like I I need somewhere to eat dinner I have a like a fixed desk that I use for for work and everything but it's something about like eating and working in the same exact space that doesn't really work for me (laughs) but uh yeah there's there's definitely a few things that I would absolutely incorporate into a custom design and I think there is a perfect tiny house for me out there and I think that's the beauty of of working with with a team like you guys is you know you can really dream up your perfect tiny house from start to finish and and really get there
0: You know, what's interesting that you say like the idea of having to pull out that table. It's something that I've Mm -hmm. had in my mind is like, I always try to imagine it's my home, even though I'm designing for somebody else. I imagine it's mine, but I'm them, I guess, if if you Mm -hmm. can get your head around that. But I guess one thing that I always thought is like, I would hate, like, I think there's so many ingenious solutions, like ingenious Mm -hmm. solutions for like space saving things in the tiny home world. But if you got to like, learn how to use it or pull out the manual you gotta like pull things apart and click them together in order just to have breakfast i always feel like that's gonna get old pretty quick um Mm -hmm. so one of my motivations is always like i feel like there's these like like i said these ingenious solutions and i think the next level of wisdom is to simplify it (laughs) and like make it work but make it way simpler and so that's always one of my big motivations like i kind of stop myself at that like hey this is cool and then be like okay, what's less cool but actually works better in a way, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. It's a
2: great way to think about things. And I think that's that's sort of like the essence of tiny living. It's like you have all these grand ideas and you have, you know, all this Pinterest inspiration. But at the end of the day, it's trying to make sure that it's functional for your needs, like everyday needs especially. Because it, it definitely is, is not fun to take out that table every morning. But, you know, I have to do it. So <laughs> yeah, we get bet, it done. You yeah, you bet. <laughs>
1: Alan, can I ask you like on your journey, what motivated you to go tiny? How did you get here?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. It's it's kind of a long winded answer because there wasn't that time. <laughs> <laughs> I know the the whole purpose of this podcast is is living with intention, but I think in a weird way how I got here was, was unintentional and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the beauty of the journey of, of like how I'm here and looking back and it's I never would have guessed that I that I'd be sitting at this table speaking with you guys. Sorry, a
0: cat just but. jumped
2: on a piano right nearby us. Sorry,
0: I heard that. It's never happened for like all of these podcast episodes. I don't know if you guys have like a soundboard a over there with that sound life. effects. Yeah, yeah. Well, that out. Anyway, sorry, continue, continue.
2: Yeah, but I've, I've always been fascinated by sort of like great design and and great architecture and I didn't study anything related to it but it's just something that I've always been like intrigued by and I think it was probably maybe like 2015 or so when the show Tiny House Nation surfaced I think it was on Netflix at the time and I just enjoyed like watching you know these, these builders create these awesome designs for these people and at that point I was finishing up college I think it was like the end of my junior year or so and I, I was in the finance and entrepreneurship department. And so, basically this whole idea of starting an Instagram page kind of started from an entrepreneurship class. And basically, I, I'm trying to like think back at sort of like what the pivotal point was, but I really don't think there was one, to be completely honest. <laughs> so I was just re- being really intrigued with with this whole movement surfacing. But, so at the time I started an Instagram page through my entrepreneurship class to kind of just gauge some interest and see if people were interested in tiny homes and see like what people thought about them at the time. So this was 2015. So I started posting on there asking people questions like, you know, what, what define, how do you define good design and like what do you need to um, be happy in your space? Like what's your morning routine? Things like that. Just asking people questions Mm -hmm. and sort of kind of snowballed into more people kind of finding the page and being interested. And I kind of just left it and I put it on the back burner and I went and worked a job for two years. And I just, when I got in my job, kind of got into that mundane routine. It was a corporate consulting job. So it was just like traveling every week for four or five days out of the week and then only home for about two days. And there was a certain point where I was just I just felt really unhappy, and I, I feel like i'm I'm a happy person, like I really do enjoy like the little things in life, and for the first time in my life, I think I felt almost depressed, like really really unhappy um, and so I kind of took a step back and started to reassess like what things were going on in my life and like what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy and Like, always gravitated back to, like, this whole tiny house thing. And at the time, you know, I never thought of it like a business or anything, really. It was just kind of a space to share ideas and and meet people and talk with people. And so I started posting more on there, connecting with more people. And then at that point, I decided to quit my job. And I didn't really have much of a plan, but I had lived really frugally for those two years, lived well below my means, And was able to save a significant amount of money at that time. So I decided to travel. And so I went on a trip for eight months. I sold almost like 95% of my belongings, pretty much just what fit in a suitcase in my backpack, all my my camera gear, my um, work stuff. And I took off on an adventure Mm -hmm. around Southeast Asia. So I went and spent a good amount of time traveling around um, Russia Cambodia, Thailand, Singapore, Vietnam and did some volunteer work out there. I was teaching English. And I think it was it was at that point where I realized that like stuff didn't really define me and that I was a much happier person kind of like shaving off that baggage, if you will. And kind of through that cleansing process, I like kind of found myself again. And I started to like call back on that inner child and like all that excitement that I had teaching and like just meeting new people around the world. And that was the point where I was like, could I sort of emulate these feelings and could I emulate these experiences back home? And so basically what I I came to a conclusion that going tiny was sort of like the best way of – of sort of shedding all that, all those layers and like all that baggage that I had with stuff, material possessions, financial obligations, and kind of like living a bit of that life here back in the States. And so, coming full circle, like when I came back from my trip, I started really looking into like finding a builder or building something myself and got really serious about pursuing like tiny living. And yeah, found this opportunity to buy this house and. Two years later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that's such an awesome story. I mean, we've been talking with with people over over this week doing this podcast, and I feel like mm-hmm. your story just grabbed like a little piece of everybody we've talked to and smashed it into one big story. Really, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like the idea of this, this this traveling and finding this like this this maybe the dissatisfaction before you were and just going and doing something mm-hmm. about it, and all these little bits that you just told us is like it's just really encompassing what we want to really discuss on this on this podcast and what we kind of the, the I guess maybe the point we want to get across to people this idea of I even love even how you wrapped it up it's like you found this new piece of yourself I guess this or this new way and then you're like well how do I go out and do that back in the United States and so, mm-hmm. so it was almost like and you can tell me if I'm maybe reading this wrong, you didn't have this desire to go tiny. You had this desire to live in a different way and use living tiny as a tool to accomplish that, if that's a fair statement.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that ties into kind of this big statement that, that I live by, and, and I shared a little bit about that this morning on a post, but I talk a lot about that. It's For me, it's not about the tiny house, but about the life it affords. And it's always been sort of that at the back of everything is that, you know, obviously I love tiny houses and I love going and visiting and seeing great design and everything, but for me it's a means to an end. It's trying to find something that, that I enjoy, you know, waking up in every morning. But it's it's a tool at the end of the day. And it's helping me get to where I want to be or helping me live that life right now. Which is it kind of sums it up, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's perfect, man. I mean, when you're going back to tiny home design, that's how I that's kind of how I approach that design. Whereas Mm -hmm. this isn't like me trying to get to the end of this tiny home project, it's it's about me trying to create a beginning for somebody to springboard their lifestyle from, right? Mm -hmm. So the tiny home is the beginning, not the end, and that's exactly, you know, as as you stated. So. I love that,
1: Alan. I just I think it's so neat that not only um, is your life like your home a reflection of your values and your lifestyle, but it also looks like your job is as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know fully because obviously Kevin and I are new to the tiny home movement, but Mm -hmm. I I met you through Instagram and I found this, this Instagram page called dream big, live tiny, loving the, the name. And then this guy Allen's behind it. And you look like you have a dream job. You, you seem so happy. And I'm like, I keep showing Kev. I'm like, Kev, guess where? How does he do this? Like, look where he's
0: at now.
1: <laughs> and you just seem to be, like, traveling around the world, getting to tour unbelievable spaces. Now, that's the glamorous Instagram side of it. But right. can you dive in and tell us, like, what is Dream Big Live Tiny? What does your day-to-day job look like? And, and yeah, how do you su- – like, what are you doing to support yourself like this?
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 sort of evolved in, in a lot of ways over the last few years. So what I do now – is nothing what I envisioned doing, um, you know, years ago when I first started. So it's it's definitely, it, it's gone through a lot of iterations and I definitely love my job a lot more now than I used to, probably about three years ago. Um, but, you know, it basically what we do at Dream Big Live Tiny is we're creating like a community of people who are interested in um, dreaming big, living tiny, and traveling more, essentially, kind of tying the name into it. But, you know, in the, in the beginning of, of when we started, I think my goal was more so to try to convince people that going tiny was like the best decision they could make, and of course I know that's not necessarily the best thing for everyone, and not everyone is going to be on board with that um, to downsize to a smaller physical space, and so kind of what I learned along the way is that, you know, the amount of people who are actually going to follow through with that go and meet with builders and ultimately decide to go tiny is a very, very small percentage of the greater community. And so that's great if you're a builder, right? Because, you know, you only need a handful of people to really believe in your vision and then you can start creating people's dream homes. For me, it was almost the inverse where, okay, I kind of realized that not everyone is kind of interested in living the way that I do, but a lot of people are kind of tangentially interested in the idea of of living tiny or at least trying it out so I kind of over this last like two years I kind of pivoted my focus on showcasing spaces that people could go and stay at for a weekend or stay at for a week Um, or even you know especially with this whole kind of shift in the working culture where now a lot of people are working remote a lot of people have been reaching out and saying hey like can you know of any tiny houses that I can rent for a month two months three months because I'm really interested in this lifestyle but I'm not sure if I can really commit to it a hundred percent and I just want to try it out so definitely my business has shifted to showcasing these these spaces around the world and the whole traveling aspect of my job now is something that that I've sort of built into it myself it's not so much that you know places in Colombia are reaching out to be saying hey come over here and shoot my tiny house it's more so I'm really like manifesting that for myself and, you know, I'm funding a lot of the costs and expenses myself and saying, hey, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make it work. And so that's me sort of like building that lifestyle directly into my business, because at the end of the day, like my work is going to bleed into my life. And if, you know, if I'm going to spend a significant amount of time on that, then I I better love it. So.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, the beautiful double dip, right? It's like, this is what I want yeah. to do, and so I might as well make this uh, what I have to do at the same time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. To keep your business moving, and uh, I mean, that's a that's a fun way to go about life if you can manage it. And not everybody can, so I mean, uh, I guess when you can, you should be grateful for that, because that's a really fun opportunity.
2: Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, another thing I wanted to touch on when you are talking about... Um, the your community, like the people who are interested in tiny homes, like how very few of them are actually going to go tiny. And I think that's mm-hmm. totally okay, really. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I think that, like, I guess there's a lot of lessons that are prevalent in the tiny home community and through that lifestyle that are super valuable. Um, like, for instance, we don't live in a tiny home. I mean, we have four kids. Mm-hmm. Our standard home feels pretty tiny <laughs> to sometimes, yeah. right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, however, there's like these, like, these, Universal truths and these, these 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 nuggets of wisdom that are just so prevalent in this tiny home movement, that are mm-hmm. so valuable to everybody, regardless of how or where you live. And I find that uh, it's one of the most exciting things for us diving into this community and like meeting all these people and you know d- doing interviews with people like you, where it's like we all kind of have these different, we have all these different uh, scenarios and details and all this, but at the end of the day, we have these kind of like these common principles and these common uh, truths that we all seem to seem to resonate with and seem to bring us all a lot of joy and a lot of direction mm-hmm. and uh, purpose. And so, I mean, I think that's a, it's okay. Like you say, it's okay that not Absolutely. everybody wants this in that way.
1: Well, and I think in through these spaces, whether it's through this podcast or through your channel and your work is the idea of just being able to just encourage our world to just take a pause and really think about how we live and right. live from a place of value and and showcase that and know that it's the little choices that we make every day that lead to a more valuable way of living um, whether that is for financial freedom or environmental um, aspects or the tiny house in the backyard because you care for community and living closer to others affordable housing you Mm -hmm. know we could go on and on and on as to all the all of the nuggets of 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 life that come um, from the tiny home community, and it's it's fun to have a place to share them here. That's for mm-hmm. sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think there's definitely something for everyone in the movement, and that's that's what I love about yes. it so much is that everyone has you know different rationale or different reasonings for even thinking about it, even kind of tossing around the idea of, of potentially living tiny. And yeah, you know, I, I, about a year or two ago when I when I quit my job and I traveled, that was kind of the idea I was pursuing by traveling is that in a way I was kind of already living tiny when I was traveling you know I had downsized all my possessions and um, you know cut off a lot of my financial obligations and so that's kind of what I what I love to preach is that there's no there's no like one singular way to go about being a part of this community and that you can be involved in so many different ways and for so many different reasons and you know every at the end of the day it's you know our our connection and and that sense of community that that really keeps us all together and understanding that everyone is doing it for different reasons and that's totally okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that honestly, what you're doing by showcasing like some of the uh, I don't know can I call it like the brightest spots of like the tiny home like world as far as like some of the most beautiful things and the most interesting things. Mm-hmm. I honestly I think that's super important for the movement. Um, cause I mean, there's a lot of practicality in the tiny home movement. There's a lot of things like, you know, you talk with people about, um, housing crisis and like, you know, with poverty stuff and all that. And it's like, and that seems like maybe like, it means it seems for us as builders, we're not building low cost tiny homes, right? We're building like mm-hmm. luxury tiny homes. And right. so when, when we talk to people like that, it's like, well, we're not, we're not doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. However, with your page, what you do is you are making the tiny home movement accessible, interesting, cool to people who may never even consider some of these concepts, right? So at some, at some point, you bring people, it's like a gateway into this movement. And once they enter it, because they saw mm-hmm. something beautiful or stunning or cool or whatever it may be, once they enter the movement, now they're exposed to all of these ideas that are really, really valuable. Um, and it and it, I think it expands the reach of the Tiny Home movement. And like Kanye said, there's something for everybody. And I think mm-hmm. it's important that we we widen the spectrum as far as possible like i would encourage anybody to get into the like building designing promoting the most cost effective possible homes all the way from that to building the most incredible homes that just happen to be tiny right and i think we need everything right. in between as a way to just broaden broaden the appeal and to bring people into the fold and then those lessons can be learned mm-hmm. so yeah, i really absolutely. appreciate i what couldn't you're
2: agree doing. more i you know it's it's funny you say that cuz I I never really thought about it that way and you know obviously there's certain homes that people you know that I showcase and some people just don't find it interesting but then some people really find it interesting and so it's it's fun to learn you know what sort of things people are are looking for some people are strictly you know interested in tiny houses on wheels some people only want to see tree houses and some people want to only see you know accessory dwelling units on foundations because that's what they're trying to learn more about. And so, I thank you for saying that, because I, I never really sort of conceptualized it, but, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm trying as much as I can as well to, to make the movement accessible and really showcase that there really is no wrong way to kind of think right. of this movement, and that there's, there's something for everyone here.
0: Right, right.
1: Well, since we're talking that way, like, tell me, what is, or maybe it's a couple, what is your favorite spaces that you've gone to? Because you've seen wow. a lot.
2: <laughs> I've seen quite a bit. I, I haven't seen enough, but I, <laughs> I've seen quite a few. Quite a few very, very incredible homes. Um, some that stand out to me, maybe I'll start there, because I definitely don't have a favorite, an absolute favorite, but Fair some enough. that really stand out was, um, so in Colombia, I visited a handful of houses Again, these were things that I found once I was there. Um, this one in particular is located in Guatapé, which is this little like lake town about an hour and a half outside of Medellin, Colombia, and it's right on the lake. So I posted this video maybe two or three months ago, and it's a little lake cabin. It's probably only about 140, 150 square feet but it has this beautiful wraparound deck and this jacuzzi just facing the lake. It's absolutely I saw unreal. Yeah. So that was one <laughs> of my favorite spaces. And unfortunately it rained for about like a day and a half while we were there, we were there for two nights. And when I got there, I was, I was really bummed because I mean, I was, I was going there to film it as well. So it kind of messes with the the filming timeline when it's pouring But I think for the first time, like I, I set my camera down and I was just like looking out the window and, and just like mesmerized by all the scenery outside. And I think for the first time in a while, I I, like paused and reflected Mm -hmm. and like took everything in. And it's just not something that I, that I get to do often because a lot of times I'm just kind of running and gunning and shooting and doing this and doing that. And it just, it brought me a lot of peace being out there and really enjoyed that space. Um, Let's see some other ones. I did really enjoy the one that I stayed at earlier this week. I don't know if you guys saw it on on my stories, mm-hmm. but I I visited this tree house. They call it a tree house, but it's actually kind of set up more of like a garage apartment, upstairs garage apartment, because they built this this massive like two car garage under the livable structure, and the living space is on that second floor. But it sits in that. I think it's 700, just over 700 square feet. And, you know, maybe like two years ago, I probably wouldn't have posted about this house because over the years I've gotten a lot of pushback on showcasing anything that's above 500 square feet. And it, it, it always kind of surprises me when people, people actually get mad when I, when I showcase something <laughs> over 500 square feet and you, you know, you have the tiny house purists where they're like, this is not a tiny house and that's Okay. You know, there's, there's that, that sweet spot between that 500 and 800 or 500 and 900 square feet that a lot, I, f- I feel like, and this is something that I'm really starting to showcase more of, but I feel like there's that sweet spot of, of that middle ground for those that don't really feel like they can get down to that 150, 250 square foot tiny house, but they definitely are in line with downsizing. So I think it's that perfect compromise for someone who has kids, someone who has a family or a significant other that is not on board with living in a tiny house on wheels. And so right now I'm I'm really, really excited about showcasing those smaller homes. I'm not gonna call them tiny homes because I won't hear the end of it. <laughs> 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 but showcasing showcasing these these spaces that that are still small and designed super efficiently and beautifully, most importantly. And I'm I'm really, really enjoying experiencing those those spaces as well. And this one in particular the the thing that really caught my eye was I think they had like 24 windows like on on wow. three different sides and just tons of natural light coming in. Just just an absolutely beautiful space and I felt I felt very it was a very elevated experience. So I felt very luxurious just even <laughs> walking around the home <laughs> which I don't it's get to feel feel very often. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well the thing about, like, people being critical of that, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're, you're looking at beautiful, effective living spaces, right? And and that, that, that effectiveness can be, like, brought from a whole bunch of different areas, right? Whether mm-hmm. Whatever size it may be. I mean, in fact, the design that I'm working on right now is going to be our largest. It's going to be about 620 square feet, and it'll have a second mm-hmm. story that's going to get dropped on top. Um, and it's like totally different. I, I again, I struggle to call it a tiny home, I suppose. But right. I mean, it's it's a matter of perspective. It's mm-hmm. like where are you coming from, right? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, what do you, absolutely. You know, so if you're moving from a 2,500 square foot, however many bedroom home into a 620 square foot home, that's very tiny. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Feel, so, feel
2: free to call it tiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I don't think that we maybe have uh, the need or the. Well, whatever we don't we don't need to define things so so rigidly right. like that. And at the end of the day, if it's a beautiful, high quality, effective home is going to foster the life that those people would like to live, and a healthy lifestyle. Right. Then I mean, all the power to them, right? So,
2: absolutely, um, I couldn't agree more. That's
0: cool that you're branching out on that a bit.
2: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been really fun to, kind of seek out these spaces and and most importantly, like gauge a response. See if this is even interesting to people. That's why I you know, I try to like put up polls when I do this, ask people like, Are you are you even interested in this? Because I didn't ask anyone initially. I just said, Hey, I think there's gonna be some people interested in this and yeah, I got I got a really, really good response of, of people cool. who kind of wanna see something in in that middle ground. So I think definitely I I don't know if I'll I'll define a word for it, but Yeah. <laughs> it is it, they're beautiful spaces at the end of the day, so I don't I don't think I need to. <laughs>
0: Don't need to yeah. apologize for that, hey?
2: No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> so,
1: Alan, like you, essence in the in essence, like you are a creator. Your, your yeah. job is is behind a camera and capturing these spaces. And you also live quite publicly in that um, your mm-hmm. your face is on Instagram. You you show us day to day life on the tiny home. You're out and about. Um, as a creator, like how do you handle? Um, the criticism, or the pressure, or um, that aspect of having such a public life. I guess maybe what I'm getting at is, how does Alan live? Um, how do you handle that? Like, what are some things in your life that that keep you sane amidst your job?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think the hardest thing for me personally, as as a creator, isn't so much the criticism, but it's it's not having coworkers. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't have any any workers that I you know are able to kind of see on a daily regular basis of course I've, I've collaborated with people in the past and occasionally will work with people but i think that's probably the hardest thing for me but as far as criticism th- i definitely get some every now and then and it's probably very benign compared to some other creators out there and i can't complain whatsoever but i i try to approach everything from uh more so like a lens of it's it's not necessarily me. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I just think that some people kind of want to box you in into a certain thing that they think you should be posting or showcasing. I think I got some pushback like when I started to even put my face on, on my channel. So it wasn't until fairly recently, probably about a year or so ago, kind of like when I, when I started Living Tiny because I thought people would be interested in kind of seeing more of this day-to-day life. It was around then when I started to kind of share more about my personal life and share more about what it's really like to live in this space. And, and, you know, for a while people were like, I didn't even know, like, you know, that you, you were the face behind this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people were like, I just want to see the houses. Like, I don't care to see, you know, <laughs> what you're doing in your tiny house. It's like, okay, that's fair. You know, like, I understand. You probably never saw my face for the first two years and then all of a sudden I'm showing up. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely do, do still get some criticism and I, I honestly try to approach it like from a, just a humor standpoint. Like I, I, I love reading comments like people are, you know, they, they didn't wake up in, in a great mood, but it's okay. You know, the thing that keeps me sane is <laughs> the thing that keeps me saying is going to the gym. Honestly, it's, it's a big thing that, that keeps me grounded. And I, I try to go every day around like noon or so to break up my work day. And so that, that's really worked for me to not only like split the day in half, but I, I come back feeling really really energized when I come back around like two or so. And I'm more of a night owl. So I, I'm not very productive in the morning, but in that afternoon and night session, I'm, I'm a lot more productive. And yeah, that, that, that helps to keep me grounded a lot. And just a lot of like routines in, in in my tiny house as well. Like I got really into brewing my own like coffee and, and grinding my beans here. And that that whole process like in the morning has been kind of very like almost meditative for me and mm. really enjoy like having mornings for myself. It's kinda cliche. I talk about this a little bit on my YouTube channel, but just being more mindful in those like everyday things that we do has really helped me as well to to stay grounded and to just like appreciate everything around me that's really helped me
1: I love that um in a in another episode um ashley our our first tiny home client she talks about um how to incorporate meditation into our day-to-day when life Mm -hmm. can just get so busy and she actually has an analogy of well she just talks about taking five minutes with her coffee and Mm -hmm. and just being present and tuning into all five senses and so as you say that it made me think of that because i'm like i can imagine you in the process of grinding the coffee and listening to Mm -hmm. that and the aroma that comes and making yeah. something and then enjoying it. And yeah. our life is so incredibly busy. We have distractions all over us. Um, even like I'm noticing too, like the, the tendency, the the draw to even pick up the phone first thing in the morning to check, where it's like, no, right, that doesn't have power over me. I don't need to start my day there. Starting the day with something, with some routine that is, is very grounding, very mindful, and very thoughtful. So... Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because it's just kind of. No,
2: I love that.
1: Yep, very cool. Yeah. What's What's next for you? What's What's on your your dream list of where you'd like to take your business or or be involved?
2: That's a great question. I I'm really excited about what I what I started doing recently. Um, it wasn't. I think it was about six or eight months ago when I started this whole YouTube channel and started to film sort of more longer form tours, I've, I've always been really intrigued with film, I took film in high school, I was always that kid that was making, you know, movies at home, and annoying everyone in my family, because I took a camera everywhere, but, so I'm, I'm really intrigued with, with kind of seeing where, where film takes me, and combining that with, sort of like, living tiny, and, and exploring, like, maybe creating stories of other people that are not only living tiny, but maybe also like hosting tiny houses. So I think for me, like a big, a big goal for me would be to consider the idea of producing something even longer form, like maybe on like a documentary scale. Of course, that's, that's pretty far along um, the journey, but it's something that I'm, that I'm definitely working towards and building my skills along the way with these shorter, like 10 to 15 minute videos, I think should help, help along the way. But I'm just really pre- passionate about sharing stories and and storytelling more importantly and that's something that I'm still working on my craft and everything but I love it so much. I love the filmmaking aspect of of the work that I do and so pursuing something related to that is is what really really gets me up out, out of bed every morning.
0: I love it that you have like that's like a big lofty goal, man. Like it That's is. That's pretty cool. If you've just started. kind of, kind of made you me sweat a little bit when I said it.
2: <laughs> 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 now you said it out loud. What, you can't get a choice now, right? I know.
0: You know what? We it's actually, on the public record. We spoke, yeah, exactly. We spoke with uh, actually some, fr- some good friends of ours who went on a huge traveling trip, and they said the way that they make mm-hmm. sure it happens is they have the idea and they tell everybody they know. And they say that yeah. way it's like this accountability that they're like, okay, we're There's actually no going gonna back. do it, because we told everybody we would, right? So So right. let it be known that. It's happening. Is, I I, I yeah. can't
2: tell you when, but it, but it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> but
0: on, on the larger scale though, man, I love that. It's a big goal. It's a, like it, it seems like maybe it's far off, but you're starting six or eight six mm-hmm. or eight months ago with these like, hey, these ten minute, fifteen minute tours, and it's like you right. don't start with a documentary, you start with one step yeah, and you just work it out. You hone your craft, and and it's uh, I mean, I I've said this i said this before too, but I, we we built our house. I was like we were twenty three, we just got married, and we built our house. I'd never built a house before, and if I tried mm-hmm. to get out of bed every morning being like I'm gonna build a house today, uh, I never would have got a bed, right? But it was more right. so it's like I'm getting out of bed, and it's like oh, I'm gonna build this roof line today, and then you do it, you get it done, and you're like yeah that was a good day, and then the next day you get out of bed, it's like oh, I'm building this floor today, right? And you get right. out of bed it's like that's a good day, I got it done. And if you said I'm going to film a documentary today, you might never <laughs> get out of bed, right? So, <laughs> right. You just got no, you got to take those steps,
2: right? Take it take it one day at a time and that's it's right. It's a learning process at the end of the day and
0: yeah. That's exciting. and mo- motivating,
2: right? Very much that's so. Awesome. Very much so. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, it, it definitely fun. it started it started a little bit earlier. The YouTube channel is is fairly new, but okay. I I got really intrigued with with filmmaking kind of around when I started traveling actually and so I set a goal for myself to create a one-minute video every single day while I was traveling and that mm. got th- that was a lofty goal <laughs> it became very very difficult pretty early on um, mm. is this something about you know scripting filming editing and exporting and uploading in a foreign country with extremely slow upload rates that became very very difficult very fast Um, so I think for the first like two or three weeks I was I was hitting my daily goal and then I started to drop off it was like every other day and then every every three days Uh, but I think at the end of the day I think I was traveling for about eight months I ended up producing a little over a hundred one minute videos and of course it wasn't anywhere near my original goal but I I had something that you know like helped me build my skill set and something I was really proud of and something more importantly that I could look back on there were memories at right. the end of the day and you know that kind of catapulted my interest in pursuing something related to this through my work and at that point it was a passion project but slowly snowballed into me just kind of saying why 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 can't I do this with you know tiny houses and and storytell through this medium
0: that's yeah, very cool that's awesome.
1: I love the idea and the message there. That's just all about, um, those things that you feel that are, our passions in your heart, the things that you want to work towards in life, the values that you have, just, just start. And it's little incremental steps, yeah. like small goals, you know, those goals may meander along the way. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna fail. You're gonna, you know, get back up and try again, but it's just that intention we set every day to live the life that we truly want that, um, that really gets us To where we want to be in life, which is something of need and value. Yeah.
0: And just to make you feel a little bit better, I know everybody is annoyed by the guy with the camera at the time, but they all love him after the fact when they get to watch the the stuff he created, (laughs) right? So I'm more annoyed than most actually. (laughs) We're always grateful at the
2: end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Alan, thank you so much for the opportunity to kind of I guess maybe like peel back the curtain as to who's Alan at Dream Big Live Tiny. Thank you for sharing parts of your story with us today. It's been so interesting and you are, um, yeah, a real bright light in the tiny home movement. And we're, we're grateful for yeah. for you and your work. Um, we're wrapping Thank up you. every... Thank you so much. You're welcome. We're wrapping up every podcast by asking our guests the same question and you can answer this as as light or as deep as you want. But Alan, what's bringing you joy these days?
2: For me right now, I think it's kind of like reconnecting with people that I lost touch with when the pandemic started. I think that's really been a bright light for me. It's like reconnecting with family members, reconnecting with friends that maybe I hadn't spoke with for 10 years since I graduated high school, reconnecting with old college friends. That for me has been a huge blessing in disguise with, you know, everything that has happened the last year and a half and just feeling more connected to people that that I really love. and And also like continuing to reach out and build new connections and meeting new people. I think at the end of the day, like that's that's why i'm happy is like the connections that i have and the the people that i meet along the way it's obviously you know the work is fulfilling and and i love what i do for a living but it wouldn't be what it is without the connections and the the real people behind the screens at the end of the day so that's what's bringing me joy these days
0: that's great man well hey i'm glad that we had the opportunity to connect here today and uh thank you for the time for your time um, we're, we're grateful for it and uh, we appreciate uh, the work you're doing out there and uh, your perspective
2: on life. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it and finally getting to speak to you guys. I know I've, I've been following you guys along for, what's it been now, almost two years since you guys almost started or yeah, built yeah, your first close, home? Close. Yeah. 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 yeah, getting close. yeah I, I'm super, super excited to see where, where you guys head next and always, always super excited to see your builds. and and to share them with everyone everyone always asks me about about your guys's work and i have nothing but good things to say about you guys so it's a pleasure hey, to be you. here thank with you guys appreciate that.
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: well thanks a lot Alan. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Alan. For more on Alan, you can check him out on Instagram at DreamBigLiveTiny or on his YouTube channel, DreamBigLiveTiny. And if you want to know when our next podcast episode comes out, click the notification button, give us a follow on YouTube. And, you know, every day we show up on Instagram at FritzTinyHomes.com. That's a good place to find out where we're at in our build schedule, what's happening next, and, you know, hobby farm stuff every day.
0: Thanks, guys.